0: the Future of Photography.
1: I'm back. You're back. I'm back. I'm Welcome back. back.
0: back. <laughs> I feel so bad for for having to skip and delay an episode, but it was just, yeah, it's just what happens sometimes when, you, when your job is to be somewhere in the world and not have, have good internet access or no time to record an episode. Yeah. So well, you have been I away thoroughly... for the best
1: part of a month, haven't
0: you? I've been to Ireland and uh with a group of photographers, northern northwest Ireland, Donegal, which is kind of the, the I would say the the wildest part of Ireland. It's very low tourism and you can get up to some cliffs without any railings like you know the cliffs of Mohair you have now with railings there and uh, and a souvenir shop and Donegal is just very different from that so that was great uh, we also we also uh d- spent two days in well east of east of donegal which is uh, northern ireland which is part of britain and up there we visited uh two of the more yeah I'd say more touristy landmarks one is the the uh, giants causeway which
1: have you been to that I, I have actually. I used to have some family that lived out that way. Um, it's a very impressive place. Um, it is, although it's... often incredibly windy.
0: Well, it, yeah, and it's it's the it's like these tens of thousands of of uh, basalt columns b- being like kind of frozen lava in in hexagonal shapes, and it looks it's, it looks very amazing. But it's also kind of touristy. they have they have like a tour center, and you pay an entrance fee, and they, well, not to see the Giant's causeway, but to park your car pretty much and then you 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 there's a bus that takes you down there and um so the, the photography there was a slight challenge just to make sure not to have like
1: all these people in there um which because yeah, it can get quite busy there at times can't it
0: it wasn't too busy when we were there and i found a great composition from like, like looking out on the sea with uh, the tourists in my back so uh, that worked that worked reasonably well um <clears throat> and then we went to to the Dark Hedges which ah, yes is uh well like f- has has been known to photographers for a long time but then has been uh made really famous by b- being like a, one of the locations where they shot scenes for Game of Thrones mm. Game of Thrones sorry <laughs> and uh, it is what is one of these things that there aren't that many that different shots from it because it is okay. So what we're looking at is this alleyway, this, this road going down and trees leaning into the road from both sides and making it into this tunnel of like trees and they're lit from the sides because that's the only way light can come in. So it is a really interesting look and it, well, again, has been made iconic through game of Thrones and Th- that means that you, if you if you're there during the daytime there's a good chance that a bus full of chinese tourists will just <laughs> just uh, just invade it um and it's an interesting interesting uh interesting thing because first of all when i saw that shot for the first time i was like i have to take that shot you know it, and I'm usually one to try to take a new shot, to take something that someone else hasn't taken yet. But then there are some iconic shots that I just want to
1: have on my own. <laughs> That's what makes them iconic, isn't it? You want to have your own version of it.
0: it it's interesting. It was a really interesting thing because th- there, are, there are definitely two hearts in my chest about this. Um, <laughs> but uh, on the other hand, I kind of wanted to make it my own and what we did is we decided okay we want to go there we want to take the shot and we want to be there without anyone else which isn't that that which isn't that easy um but we well decided let's go there before the sun comes up so we went, went there at like before 6am wow, it was really okay. hard to get up early in the morning but we went there and we were the first ones and we had the cameras out with tripods and it's when we were there there are like a couple of spots from where you can take the shot at different focal lengths and um but it only works from one direction and there's strictly no parking signs and stuff which at 6 a.m i think no one cared about so we didn't care about it (laughs) and um and then we we did long exposures there which uh, i haven't seen too many of so you get the light that you don't really see with your eyes but it comes in and it Fills the frame after a while. I think I did like twenty-second exposures initially.
1: All right, okay, that sounds interesting.
0: And then I experimented with some black and white, which I usually don't. But in that case, it was just fitting because it was such a—it's a sculpture of light and dark. So I'm really happy with what how this all turned out. And uh, yeah, so I now have—I'm now one of the thousands of people who also took a, a the dark hedges shot. i I compared (laughs) it in a discussion with another photographer i compared it with you know like a designer Uh, every designer sooner or later will design a chair (laughs) it is just one of these things try to design a chair make it a good chair make it a memorable chair make it one that's i don't know easy to produce or something and um and uh, like every every, des- every famous designer has designed at least one chair, but there is nothing fundamentally new about a chair. It's just a chair, right? It has four legs <laughs> yeah, and a yeah, place yeah. to yeah, but sit people on. People need
1: and... cha- people need chairs, though.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> well, yeah, but it you, you, would be easy to just take one of the other chairs. But then, uh, so so dark hedges is my photographic chair. How about that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well there you go that's so uh, there you go listeners you know chris was missing a show for a week because he had to go and take a photograph of a chair (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) anyway this is not the topic of today's show um i have i've recently um i've recently well i've always been aware of what what cameras what sounds cameras make cameras make sounds okay uh obviously the shutter Mm-hmm. There's a focus motor in the lens that, at least with some lenses, makes a an audible noise. There will be beeps if you don't turn them off. Um, even in some some film cameras, some analog cameras that have electronics in them, I remember my Minolta X700 that uh, had a or has a beep for a warning under exposure. I think it automatically comes on when you shoot under a thirtieth of a second. It's like I'm kind of hard coded in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but those sounds. I mean, okay, the beeps you can turn them off unless unless it's impossible. Um, the focus motor electronics uh, advanced the the motors. The the motors now are mostly ultrasonic motors, like piezo based motors, linear motors, high speed, no noise. Um, or you do my focus and you don't hear that. But the shutter is what I want to talk about because. Uh, Historically, of course, shutters were mechanical. Shutters still are mostly mechanical, and uh, a shutter does something. I mean, f- physically, for the <laughs> physically, photo, it obviously moves. it moves. It moves. <clears throat> yeah, but but then a shutter also has uh, has some influence on the subject, on the person. You're taking a picture of. I mean, it probably doesn't matter when you shoot a landscape. Landscape won't really care. But uh, if you take a picture of a person, let's say you're out there taking pictures of uh, yeah, someone a portrait session. A shutter has a function as a signal. It will yeah. it will let the person know. Okay, you're done. You're done. Stop holding the pose. It, it puts some closure on the photo, right? Yeah. and it also kind of delineates the, the 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 phase of the photo that has more tension versus the one that has less tension. like people leave their, let their guard down after taking the photo. Mm. Um, and when I do portrait sessions, I kind of try to to shoot between the poses. like the, the moments where the, the other person is not posing are usually the better ones. I call those the shots between the shots and the shutter sound is really important for that because you need that that release you need that tension release click done and now the 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 model can yeah let the guard down and you can sneak a few more shots
1: (laughs) It's always it, it, that always happens to me when somebody's taking a photograph with a with with a mobile phone as well because a lot of people turn the sound off on their phones. And you can be standing there waiting for them to take a photograph and you know, uh, you know, whatever it might be and it's like, "Well, have you done it yet? Have you done it yet? Have you done it yet?" And and it's difficult to tell if there's no sound.
0: You know, there was a fun thing a while ago, um someone's well, I'm not sure if it's like a meme or something but someone uh began taking pictures of friends and uh, what 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 he didn't tell them was that he was uh, he had the camera in video mode, so he just held the camera. Uh, they <laughs> they would strike a pose, yeah. b- do their duck face, do their <laughs> victory sign, whatever, and uh, and then wait for a few seconds, and then go g- take the photo. Take the photo. It's like <laughs> I'm shooting video. Oh, so th- there is there is something interesting about this shutter sound, and again, depending on the context, the sound might be desirable. Uh, or it might be better to avoid it, like maybe in a street photography context when you don't want to uh, raise awareness that you're taking photos. Uh, or it might even be legally required. There are countries in which you cannot turn off the sound on your phone, uh, the shutter yeah. sound on the phone.
1: I think Japan is one of those, isn't it? I, d- I
0: don't know. I think some some uh, uh, Middle Eastern countries maybe. Ah, um, right, okay. So, so you, so you can't. Well, you still can, but uh, it's harder to sneak a photo somewhere because you are supposed to be heard. And I think some of the, at least the smartphone manufacturers, I believe, also use the the geography information, the GPS information, to disable turning it off,
1: for example. Oh, do they? That's interesting. All oh, right, I didn't know that. That's that's quite clever.
0: I, I think I heard that. So don't. Quote me on that, but I think I think it's true. <laughs> you just told the whole internet <laughs> <laughs> the whole. Oh, I wish the whole internet was listening oh,
1: yeah. to this. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, and then of course, but, but
0: depending on the context, um, you so, sound might be just not a good thing. Like, let's say you are uh, you are a still photographer at a movie set. There are people with still cameras shooting at Hollywood sets, for example. And uh, <clears throat> or in a theater, like a uh, theater production, Broadway. Um, and there are ways to, well, there there used to be ways to silence cameras because cameras nowadays, of course, we have, we have digital shutters in some cameras that uh, are totally silent. Yeah, mine
1: silent. does. M- mine can go completely silent. Kind of scary, isn't it? Uh, it's kind of it's it's quite useful sometimes if you um, tell you when i use tend to use it is is uh when i'm at uh like a show that my kids are in or something like that and i don't want to to make a noise and distract people Mm -hmm. so it's it's nice to have it on completely silent mode for something like that
0: wedding photographers during the ceremony oh yeah Um, Yeah, that's a good one but in in movie uh in uh, in 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 film production, in movie production, um, uh, there's a there's a tool that has emerged and that has been around for a long time. Uh, have you ever heard of a camera blimp or a sound blimp?
1: I have actually because I like studying uh the way that um films are made to to you know to to for sort of inspiration for my photography but uh I bet a lot of people haven't though. <laughs> it,
0: it is pretty much a silencer for a camera. So you it's a it's a it's a container, it's a box uh that you put the camera into and it has a, a pane of glass in the front to shoot through and it has
1: that's handy that <laughs> helps
0: it has uh ways to actuate the shutter and some other controls from the outside with like i don't even know levers and stuff and uh uh that used to be the norm for a long time like the photographers still photographers on the film set used to have these big bulky boxes to take photos with and uh, th- there was one guy I just recently came across. Um, one guy in in Hollywood, uh, Jacobson Sound Blimps. There was a company, Hollywood business, and Mark Jacobson, the the owner. It's a family owned business. The CEO. This. I don't know. The, he, he he writes, he's the CEO, the CFO, the head technical designer and the chief floor sweeper. <laughs> um, so he does, he does
1: everything, basically. <clears throat> he
0: did, he did everything because he, he now closed job at 74 years, at his age of 74 years. After 52 years, uh, he announced that he will be retiring and winding down operations because camera blimps are not needed anymore. So, that business, at least if you want to shoot with a if you shoot with a modern digital camera that has a uh an electronic shutter.
1: Yeah. yeah, One of these newfangled full frame mirrorless cameras yeah, of that course. have been introduced all the all the all all the rage and everybody's talking about them at the
0: moment. Stuff like that. Um which reminded me uh on on my other podcast on Tips from the Top Floor, back episode four hundred and fourteen. I took a I had an interview with uh with a guy who who built his own camera blimps? And uh, right, I'll, cool. I'll link. i link that in the show notes. Um, the episode's title is DIY camera blimp. <clears throat> Starts about ten minutes into the episode. It was interesting how he did it because the, the 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 options to buy them like from Jacobson was were just too expensive for him. So he built his own. Now again, um, the 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 sensors nowadays, the modern sensors allow the uh, use of an electronic shutter. Not always ideal, because there were, are were the, like, rolling shutter issues with those. Yeah, but you have to
1: have one where the readout can be fairly fast, because otherwise you get, yes, you'll get the rolling shutter. You,
0: you can get some artifacts there. But in general, they are good enough, especially for uh, for the stuff that we just talked about. Um, but in general, I mean, we're seeing less noise from cameras. And of course, the question is, as usual, what, what does that mean for the future of photography how does that change photography um, one thing I've seen um, with with some camera apps because I mean let's face it we're going more towards ha- having everything integrated in our smartphones especially with the recent release of like the the google phones the google top of the line phones and the apple top of the line phones the cameras are getting just better and better and better and uh, one app that I keep using is halide. Have you ever oh, right. okay. used halide? It's a
1: I haven't used the app. I, I think I'm aware of it, but I haven't
0: used it. What what they do is well, okay, they, they will still do a sound if you want them to. But they also began to introduce haptics into the phone. Like on an iPhone you have this what they call like the taptic engine inside. It's it's mm. not a buzzer as it used to be. It's more of a it can gently tap you and give you like a little hint. And they have integrated that into while taking the photo or into is the camera straight or not so if you if you rotate the camera and the moment you are level it goes and it kind of taps your hand so you oh, you okay. have That's to look for these kind of things uh, of course yeah the the silent cameras the the new types of shutters will also allow fully silent photography already do um, that will certainly have its influence on Genres like street photography, because now you have these, like, like, like they used to have in the old days, like the Russian spy cams, you know, <laughs> 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 that that you don't hear, uh, but now everyone has one of those, and uh, certainly allows you to take pictures. I've seen a street photographer using that together with a smart watch that they used as a viewfinder.
1: A smart watch, wow. okay. So, cool. so
0: you point the camera at someone behind your back, and you. Don't gently look at your watch just to frame the shot. See
1: that just sounds creepy. <laughs> it,
0: it is. It it,
1: it 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 opens up a certain uh creep potential for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd want to do that in central London either. That's the sort of behaviour that'll get you shot in central London. Oh <laughs> by uh, by the police. <laughs> if <laughs> if they notice <laughs> Well, um, if they notice, yeah, but the, the th- yes, yes. But then, but,
0: but then the other thing is that it also, I think, has to do some something to do with the resurgence of uh, film photography. If we look at Instax being huge, a huge market, mechanical cameras are coming back to some extent uh, with their clunky noises. Uh, whenever I'm out with a medium format camera, I remember Monica being out with us years ago in Ethiopia. And one of the digital photographers was shooting and she brought her Pentax 6x7, which is a cool, medium format a leg- camera. It was and also s-
1: legendarily loud, isn't it? <laughs> the sound
0: of that goes, clunk. I mean, it's really, a, it's a statement when you take the shot. Everyone knows you have just taken a shot. Um, and there, But there's something really satisfying about this. It's as satisfying as holding a, a physical photo in your hand. It is. It does something to you as a photographer as well
1: did she not have to take her shot last though because surely when she takes the one shot with that camera all the all the flamingos will fly away won't they? <laughs> <laughs> well the, the the fun thing
0: was that all the people there want to see the shots so you take a shot and the flocks of uh, kids yes. come and want to see the shot and monica so I, monica I showed them the Bhutan. back of their
1: camera and they were just like yeah. kind of disappointed that there was nothing there no, do you, do you remember when we visited that school in Bhutan last year? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I I had that a lot because the kids were all yeah very happy. You were have shooting their film, yes, photo taken. And, and I had my film cameras, and they were like, "Let me sh- show me the photo, show me that." I was like, oh, "Sorry, I can't." In the end, I had to get my phone out and start taking photos of the kids with my <laughs> phone because they were just really confused that they isn't couldn't it, see the photographs.
0: Isn't that interesting? Because those are cultures that uh, I would also always have thought are still kind of film based, and they probably are, but then. The smartphones are so prevalent there. Everyone has one. Everyone knows that when you take a shot you can look at it instantly. So, yeah, yeah. an interesting it- kind of shift in in perception.
1: It um, is. I have to say I do like that I do. I don't have a Pentax 67 but I do have a, a Bronica 645 camera. Um, yeah, that's the same I, same caliber. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah yeah there's a big old mirror box on that. Um and, and it does make a very satisfying clunk. Um and it's it's interesting it's a different type of sound because um uh, on my camera at least the the mirror the, the mirror box doesn't then reset it doesn't it doesn't reset the mirror into the into its normal position until you wind it on uh-huh. so so you you get like a single clunk from a bronica rather than the double clunk <laughs> uh, and i've seen people react to that as well in the past going it doesn't sound right something's wrong because <laughs> mm-hmm. like it you normally you get a, a double clunk because the mirror box resets itself yeah. don't you but from an slr but but equally i love my fuji camera my fuji digital camera which which can shoot completely silently um, and and uh yeah, and I've got a great. I've I've got from from years gone by. I've got some great photographs taken with a with a a phone, uh, where uh, maybe from a high speed train, where all of the things in the foreground, like you know the the telegraph poles and the trees and stuff, are all leaning sideways. Oh, <laughs>
0: because of the rolling shutter.
1: Because of the rolling shutter effect. <laughs> so, so I, I'm in two minds about whether I I like the way this technology is going, or whether it's just removing some of the uh the delightful nuances of different types of cameras but
0: <laughs> no i mean one freedom that that camera designers have now is that they can't design the sounds of the cameras they are um they are able to as long as they're digital and if the speakers are good enough in there you can um put some effort into designing the sounds maybe even changing the sounds uh here's a fun fact just to bring this uh show to a uh, closure um the iPhone camera shutter is a Canon AE one. Is it really? It is. <laughs> and it is it is the personal Canon AE one by the then Apple sound engineer Jim Reeks. He is also oh, right. the guy behind the Sosumi sound. Every Apple user knows that. <clears throat> and the story behind this is very funny. I will leave you to discover that yourself. But yeah, the, the <laughs> he he went when they were looking, well, initially it wasn't even on the iPhone. It was the shutter sound that happened when he took a screenshot on the Mac. So it's an older sound.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah.
0: And when it when it was when it was time to find a sound for that, Jim Jim Reeks just took his own Canon e one recorded that, and then and then uh, change that a bit into what then became that sound. And when the iPhone came around, they just used that sound. So every time you press the shutter on an iPhone, you hear a Canon AE1 the, uh, analog SLR camera. And uh, I will link uh, a YouTube video, an interview with him, uh, which is a lot of fun to watch
1: if you're into these kind of things. Yeah, I'll, I'll click on that link. That That does sound like fun.
0: <laughs> All right. So that was it for episode 45 by the way just a last little bit of uh, interesting news we are in the top 25 photography podcasts. you must subscribe and listen to in 2018
1: cool I like that Uh, on
0: on a blog by uh, I think feedspot um, which i'm not sure how much how much value there is in that uh, especially as we're not a top 25 list but the list only has 19 entries so <laughs> anyway just i just thought it, w- it was worth mentioning that uh, so we got prize yay
1: excellent good stuff glad to hear it <laughs> yeah all right well. so
0: thanks all for listening episode 45 is in the can and we'll be back this time probably in a week so talk to you then